Another exciting episode of Seeing Reddit, where once a week we pick a random subreddit and talk about that subject for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Darth Jeff. Oh, I'm Louisa Heron. I think we know what Jeff's thing's going to be this week. Yeah, we've definitely started that, <laughs> I guess. It's extra funny because we're recording this far enough ahead of time that Star Wars will be two weeks ago when people listen to this. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess I did just go see that, like, on Thursday, and this is Sunday. It feels like so much time has passed since then. <laughs> You've lived whole lifetimes in that <laughs> Yeah, well, your your third eye was opened by this <laughs> Jedi movie or whatever. Star systems have lived and died. Like, yep. <laughs> like Tears in the Rain. Different movie. <laughs> Star systems, okay, I guess so. Like, Tears of... I don't think of tears in the rain as living and dying, but I guess. I don't remember the exact uh, quote from Blade Runner, but after I said the star systems thing, I'm like, this fits. <laughs> this sounds like some dumb shit Harrison Ford would say. <laughs> no, it was Rutger Hauer. Uh, well, it's one of the two guys in that movie. Harrison Ford was involved, that's the important thing. Yeah, yeah he that's, stood there badly. That, sounds, that sounds like some dumb shit someone would say at Harrison Ford. <laughs> Oh man, it's so in- that movie is so interesting because there's a lot of uh, parts of it that are very bad. Which movie? Yeah, Blade Runner. Okay. Uh, it's like incredibly beautiful to look at. You could take any single frame of the movie and hang it in a fine art museum. Uh, but most of the and actors then people would do be like, "Get job. out of here! You don't work here. You can't <laughs> just hang things on the wall in here." This also, this works. is the bathroom. <laughs> And that's the mirror. You're hanging that painting in front of a mirror. People need that. <laughs> Wait, people need the mirror in a museum bathroom? I think they do. To see yeah. their minds have yeah. been blown How are you by the art? Wash your hands when you think the museum's empty and closed, and you, you work there, and then look up, and there's a murder right behind you if you can't look up into the mirror. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Well, also, you, well, you'll I look f- up and see Rutger Hauer crying instead. Also, I feel like every time I go to the museum, it's like 60% people on first dates, and I feel like those people need to check themselves in the mirror fairly often. Yeah. Wait, why? What's wrong with. Oh, I see. I thought you were being like. Those people need to check themselves in the mirror, like they're a bunch of dweebos or something. Yeah, like Before look in the mirror and be like, <laughs> look at yourself in the mirror and say, I don't, like, dating is a waste of time, we all die alone. Uh, Take a page out of Rutger Hauer's book and cry your tears in the rain. Yep. Also, why is it raining in this bathroom? Oh god, I set off the fire alarm. You know, I that heating smoking unit's gonna crash to the ground. That movie yeah. talks a lot about how they send robots to other planets and stuff, but we never see the other planets, and that's kind of a bummer in a sci-fi movie to be like, hey, there's robots doing mining in, like, other star systems. We're not going to show you any of that. You, I mean, that's you get that what that's... Star Wars is about, right? You, you get that that's the point of that story, though, right? <laughs> like, that Yeah, I understand. The idea that, that they... all these people's lives are even more drab because they have the promise of a distant utopia that they can never see or understand. I definitely understand that they chose to tell the least interesting story in that world, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know about least interesting, certainly least fun. 
Mm, All I yeah. know is I haven't seen Blade Runner or Total Recall, but I get them confused a lot in my mind. Oh, Total Recall <laughs> kicks ass. That movie rules. <laughs> that uh, movie is like... That movie is a bunch of people getting together and being like, it turns out we don't need to make a movie make sense. Just make it really <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that movie is a lot of fun, uh, but like artistically hollow, whereas... Blade Runner is, uh, like, a beautiful work of art that's extremely boring. Wait, Louisa, you never you never watched uh, Total Recall with Dad? No. Dad loved that movie, and he watched it when I was in the room, when I was way, like, that was the first R-rated movie I saw, and I think I was maybe <laughs> six when I saw it. That I was definitely right. too young for Learned that. How but... our parents handled movies? Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Paul, Paul Verhoeven has directed so many children's first R-rated movies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Is he RoboCop? Yep, RoboCop, yeah. Starship Troopers, Total Recall, uh, I think Showgirls. <laughs> oh man, Showgirls. Have you seen Showgirls? I remember I, I watched it once, but I can't recall any parts of it at all. I saw a little bit of it on uh, not Cinemax, probably. But uh, then I realized that uh, there was a CGI bra over a teenager shot <laughs> she was getting dressed. Because it was, like, glitching in a weird way. And I'm like, am uh, I having some kind of stroke? And then I realized, oh, because it's not a real bra. It turns out her bra was having a stroke. Yeah, it was a smart bra. <laughs> they, I'm pretty sure that's a movie they had to do an R-rated cut of because it was originally NC-17. Well, I it's... It's still baffling to me that you can make a movie that is NC-17 or R and have uh, conversations expressed in it that are describing things that are beyond the limitations of the movie rating format. What? Like, the um. I, I, even, even when the movie was... Uh, like cut to be R-rated. The the things that people talk about doing in that I movie see. are pornographic. Okay, I got very. You. Oh yeah, you can, you could talk about whatever. Yeah, but well, that's that's why they made PG thirteen was because so many PG movies had like generic menace that they couldn't quite pin down to be like ah this is not enough for R but it's definitely too scary for kids. Yeah. I think that should be every movie. I think that every movie has a weird sort of generic menace feeling about it when yeah. you're a kid. I remember when I was a kid, I don't know how old I was, but we went to see The Addams Family in theaters, and for some reason I was terrified before the movie started. <laughs> I started crying, and I was like, I don't think I can stay here for this movie. It hadn't started yet. I was just so sure it was going to be so scary. And then it started, and it was goofy, but, like... I was I also scared of goths as a youth, so... <laughs> well, I guess. I don't think they'd invented goths when I was when I was that young. They only this had the other kind. This is a good kind. point, though. Because uh, people always will talk about how their kids were traumatized by some G-rated movie because, like, someone took a shower and then, like, they thought that they were going to go down the shower drain or something stupid that kids are terribly afraid of. Like, yeah. you never know what it's going to be. It doesn't have to be in a uh, R-rated movie. Yeah, remember The Witches? Yeah, that was no good for kids. That was a G-rated movie, though. But the yeah, kid gets turned into be. a mouse and eaten. Like, yeah. oh my god, that's that girl so gets much... chapped in that painting forever. Yeah, that's that's ten times scarier than watching <laughs> RoboCop shoot a missile through a person's torso or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, like 
I know Plus Black then Cauldron. Plus, you learn good catchphrases. The Black Cauldron and Labyrinth are very popular. Like that was too scary for me as a child. Movies. Huh. Yeah, that's probably true. Please don't I, lump the terrible Black Cauldron in with the very good and innovative Creature Workshop movie, Labyrinth. The, the no, Bog the, of the, Aren't they the same thing? No. The, the Dark bo- Crystal? Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> I haven't seen any of these stupid movies, because oh, I, I wasn't alive Dark in 1978 or whatever. I don't think The Dark Crystal is for kids. Like, I don't think the people making it thought kids should be watching it, because yeah. those giant horseshoe crab monsters are horrifying. Yeah. And oh, the their fact little that those, legs. Those Ugh. little, like, uh, hobbity creatures get their souls sucked out so they become, like, lifeless automatons. <laughs> yeah. Pretty bad. I think Ugh. maybe, and I don't know this for sure, but I think maybe the creature shop was trying to be like, we could make an elegant, uh, grown up movie with puppets. Like, people w- would come see this. But, of yep. course, because it's puppets, people are like, oh, it's for kids. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like when people try to make animated movies that are just for adults and then. Yeah. You go and see them with Jeff, and then there are nothing but seven-year-olds in the theater, like when we went to see The Secret World of Arietti together. <laughs> <laughs> or now, when I go to the movies alone all the time, and I'm sitting there uh, at a afternoon Thursday showing of Coco, and I'm the only adult without a child with me. Well, well that is a kid's movie, That's though. for kids, though. <laughs> so The Secret World of Arietti, though, if you see the English dub, there is, like, a weird voiceover part at the end, which implies that that kid maybe didn't die. Yeah, from his we've talked about this on every other episode of this podcast, <laughs> it's so good, we don't though. need to get into it. But... We, have, we have talked about Disney edits of Miyazaki movies a lot. <laughs> yes. They're better. I don't care what anybody says. Miyazaki movies' <laughs> plots are weird and uh, shambling and don't come to a satisfying conclusion. Sorry, Miyazaki, they don't. I think that most of those movies are boring, uh, but I like to watch them because they're very beautiful. Yes, also, yes. (laughs) Yeah, I I finally got Jen to watch um, uh, Spirited Away with me, which I think is probably the best one to start with. People might disagree with me, but anyway. um, And it was, she liked it, it was fun. It's a very weird, interesting movie, but when we got to about... Uh, two-thirds of the way through, she's like, how long has this been on? And we paused it, and it had already been on for over two hours, and it still had, like, almost an hour to go. God, that movie's long! How did I not notice that before now? Yeah, Yeah, most of them are 70 minutes or whatever, because animation is expensive and time-consuming. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking. I mean, I still love that movie, but that is way too long a movie. I would recommend people first watch Kiki's Delivery Service because it has such a clear plot that he couldn't fuck up too bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although they did add a lot of Phil Hartman ad-libbing over scenes where you can't see that his mouth isn't moving. <laughs> I think He's sort of si- though. <laughs> He's the best character. Yes. So, sort of similar to our Total Recall discussion from a moment ago, I also feel like um, Princess Mononoke is a pretty good one because even though it's baffling it's so awesome in the places where it's baffling that you're like i don't know what's happening but this is radical like this dude is sucking blood out of a dead boar i don't know why but i love this (laughs) i disagree because that movie is so heavy on the the earth's being destroyed you can't do anything to stop it that it's like did you not feel bad and anxious enough about climate change well what if we like personified it for you in a movie yeah, I don't know. I feel like I do. I ha- I've already reached maximum anxiety about that, so now I can just do whatever. <laughs> I made. <laughs> I maintain that his best film is the one that he made uh, right before starting Studio Ghibli, 
uh, Castle of Cagliostro, because it has Lupin the Third in it, anime's best guy. It's called Steamboat Miyazaki, and it's about him whistling while <laughs> no. driving a steamboat. Castle of Cagliostro, not Steamboat uh, Hayayo? Is that his first name? Uh, I don't remember. Louisa, what did you do online this week? Oh my god. Nothing. <laughs> Looked up recipes as always. But it is pretty remarkable in this day and age that you don't have to rely on, like, a magazine that has a recipe that you think might be kind of what you want. Like, you have the whole internet to look through everything. And that's pretty yeah, great. Louisa and I spent uh, ten and a half hours yesterday baking cookies together, so... Yes. Why did uh, you do that? Because it's Christmas. Cookies. Yeah. Um, and uh, we got some of those recipes from online. That Those almond cookies we made that we just made from a recipe that I found randomly while searching around online came out pretty good, considering. Mm-hmm. People did, really yeah. like them. I, I started circulating those cookies today, and people really were into them. Yep. Now, Louisa, do you have enough baking experience that you can tell by reading a recipe if the end product will be good or not? Uh, at this point, kind of, yeah. This one that we made, I was unsure about because it had no eggs at all, which is very unusual for a cookie. Interesting. But they were just flat and crispy, so that kind of made sense in the end. Yeah, I think you and I, Louisa, are big fans of chewy cookies or, like, mm-hmm. soft cookies, and so yes. we forget that some people like cookies that aren't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I often am like, no one will want to eat this, it's like a fucking cracker, but then I circulate it and was like, oh, thank God, you only ever make chewy cookies. <laughs> I, I like a good ginger snap, but I think that's the... Like, a ginger snaps and Oreos are the only crunchy cookies I really go for. Yeah, yeah ginger snaps just make me wish I was eating gingerbread cookies instead, because soft gingerbread is so much better to me. Yeah, mm. but you can't build things out of it, like horrible, hard, crunchy gingerbread. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I specifically like the... What is it? Sweetzel's uh, ginger snaps. I think they're regional to, to our area. Oh, those, like, <laughs> neon orange and black boxes? Yep. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like it should be a Halloween-themed thing, but it's not. <laughs> uh, but it only comes out around Halloween time, although they might have gone year-round by now, but they used to only, like, start to come out in the middle of September. <laughs> yeah, but I think that was supposed to be leading up to the Christmas season, not, like, that they were Halloween. There's oh, nothing I... about them Halloween-related. They're Is autumnal. There? Uh, yeah, they are. You always sure. see them on displays with apple cider. Is the reason that spice like, what we call, like, spice breads or whatever, uh, is associated with autumn because that's when your food starts to rot, and so you need to put some spice in it to make it not taste as bad, do you think? No, I don't think it's that cynical. I think it's because at the harvest and during the winter, you're using your bounty to try to, uh, like, show how good life is when it's not the fresh produce anymore. And you are using spices, which are expensive in the West, because they come from the East, so they were always the things you had to save for special occasions. I think I like mine better. (laughs) I think it's because they go really well with apples and pumpkins. (laughs) Yeah, that must be it. (laughs) Uh, I discovered recently that um, an interesting flavor combination I thought would be bad was good. Orange and cinnamon? Why would you think that would be bad? Yeah, uh, it didn't seem like it would be good, but uh, I mixed um, cola and orange soda and was like, oh, this is like a nice fall treat. <laughs> well, so, that's no good. That's a crazy yeah, thing to say. That's, that is pretty <laughs> gross. Uh, I was telling Louisa this yesterday, but um, 
uh, I was talking about uh, with Jen's family. We were talking about holiday cocktails, and I was talking about a cocktail that I read about that sounded gross, but actually turned out being good, called a red-nosed reindeer, which is just uh, cranberry juice and peppermint schnapps. Oof. And uh, yeah, sounds gross. Yeah, but it's real good. Huh. It's real good, and I think. It, the reason why it, I mean it's just a mojito without mint leaves if you think about it <sighs> I don't know what's in a mojito besides the mint leaves <laughs> <laughs> well that's your problem it's just seltzer water and mint leaves right <laughs> yeah it's a yeah, soft it's a, drink it's actually. a refreshing mocktail <laughs> yeah um, but then everyone told me to put my money where my mouth is and gave me some cranberry juice and peppermint schnapps. And I was like, okay, I mixed it up and it does taste good, but I'd forgotten that it smells very bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think Jen's, it's Jen's cousin said it smelled like old gym mats and then no one, everyone agreed and we decided not to smell it anymore. <laughs> the end. Is, is, this is the same family that all, uh, discovered that Moxie wasn't that bad, right? Yes, that's true. <laughs> I can't trust their tastes. <laughs> I you also, I actually kind of like Moxie a little yeah. bit. Yeah, <laughs> so that was fair. Uh, and anyway, I just sent our friend Leah a orange and cinnamon spice cake, so they do go together. Thank you. Yeah, citrus and spice, like lemon iced spice cakes are a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm, I've never heard of this. <laughs> I had that for my birthday cake this past year. I wasn't there. Well, I know, but it, like it was a thing I could say. I want this, and I everyone see. was like, "You didn't. You just invented that." <laughs> oh. What did you okay. do online, Matt? Uh, oh, I had a thing, and now it's slipped from my mind. Oh, oh sure okay. You did. <clears throat> Here's a thing I did online that's pretty interesting. Um, so, as everyone is aware, the world is a nightmare. Specifically mm-hmm. in relation to the FCC destroying net neutrality, and we're probably all going to die in the near future. <laughs> from the net neutrality thing? That's, yes, it's, I mean, it's lack- pretty bad, but... <laughs> yeah, we will die of lack of net neutrality. Well, if not that, we could die of 50 other things, so don't worry yes, about exactly. that. <laughs> um, uh, but there's a guy... So the, the, the... What am I saying? The House representative for my district of New Jersey is the horrible human being Tom MacArthur, who wrote the uh, Affordable Care Act repeal that almost went through. You guys remember that guy? Bald yeah. guy? I don't remember him, but his name sounds like he's evil, so... Yeah, he's a real dick, and I've written him a bunch of letters, and he's been very patronizing to me. Fine. But um, his opponent in the upcoming election just announced his candidacy, and I volunteered to work for his campaign... Um, and I, like, was ch- was on his Facebook page just letting my general support, and he mentioned the, the uh, net neutrality repeal, and I said, uh, would you be supportive of a municipal internet program like some places have done as a way to combat the power of ISPs? And he responded, and he said he wants to, like, find out more and work with me on putting together a plan for this. Yeah, that's great. Oh, what man. Is that? Are you going to be... President? No. no. <laughs> Can you be president of the internet? <laughs> I uh, I hope that you uh, get to work on this project um, that is somewhat adjacent to your career and also uh, political community activity. Yeah, the, it is somewhat compromised by the fact that I mainly was just like Joking. talking out of my ass. <laughs> like 
I know it's a thing, but I don't know very much about it. Mm-hmm. So I have to do some research before I come back to him and be like, here's the thing I knew about all along that I was trying to hold your feet to the fire on. Well, I think I one of two good things can happen from this. Either A, he truly does want to know more about this and he thinks it's a good idea and he'll help that happen. Or B, he knows exactly what to get to what he can say to you to get you passionate about his campaign, which means he can get elected. So that's also great. Yep. I mean, he seems like he's definitely going to get elected, given that the people in my district, like, hate Tom MacArthur more than anyone on Earth. You remember that video, internet video going around of that guy in nursing scrubs yelling at a congressman? No. Ugh, jeez, you guys aren't paying attention to anything in the world. Anyway. I've um, muted all the political words on Twitter because it just makes me sweaty and angry. Yeah, that's fair. I'm always sweaty and angry. That's my secret cat. (laughs) Um, Anyway. How many many episodes in a row can we uh, do a variation (laughs) on that joke? Well, what are we at? 93? (laughs) I know Um, two for sure. Two in a row, definitely. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, that video was of somebody yelling at Tom MacArthur, so it, it really helps Andy Kim that he is going up against one of the most hated men in America. Hooray! Mm -hmm. Yes, good. Uh, you should, uh, see if you can get some traction behind this by talking to your local chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America. Uh, yeah, maybe. Or I could talk to this congressman in like about to be congressman who's already asked me to help him with it <laughs> <laughs> i just uh like when there's like already a team of people who are like yeah we believe all the right things yeah, yeah that does that help is for helpful, sure yeah <laughs> um it, i will say though that this the program that i'm talking about is uh was tried in a couple of places already uh in like a place in pennsylvania and apparently um once they got it up and running in Pennsylvania, it drastically helped cut the prices of internet access way down, even from the established ISPs. Lots of great things happened. Uh, and then the state Senate was lobbied by the ISPs to make it illegal in every other part of Pennsylvania except yeah. the place it already existed. Yep. So that so, means it's very good. It's yeah. very good. And I wonder, like, is it worth trying to actually get this to happen in my part of New Jersey if it means it will probably mean the rest of New Jersey will never be able to do it? Yes, because if you can get it to work and you can get attention to it, people can find out, hey, there's this great thing that can happen there, but it can't happen everywhere yeah, because of this. And then they could this. be like, it was planned by this dipshit who does this terrible <laughs> yeah. podcast, and then they'll listen to this, and then they'll be like, oh, he is a criminal, and he's said so many terrible <laughs> things that he should definitely go to jail. You wouldn't believe I... how much he talks about this made-up character Captain Cheslovenia. <laughs> yeah. he's, <I> s- <laughs> he's pervertedly obsessed with Frankensteins, you guys. <laughs> I send faxes to the two senators of our state at least yep. once a month that, uh, at minimum, vaguely threaten to put them under a guillotine. So I think you'll be fine. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I, I kind of have done that to Tom MacArthur. Not the guillotine exactly, but I definitely said, um, if you don't start representing me, I'm going to do everything I can to get you uh, like kicked out of office. And now I'm doing it because I'm volunteering with this new guy. I did the thing. You should keep guys. sending him letters to taunt him. Yeah, maybe I'll send him a picture of, like, my correspondence with Andy Kim. (laughs) Yeah, oh, sorry, I call my dick the correspondence with Andy Kim. 
That's what you use to correspond oh, with him. God, he's your extra, oh, he's your extra if, monogamous lover. What if I start actually working with this guy? <laughs> and he hears about this. You just go uh, back and you delete this episode and you re-upload it with just a long beep for this whole segment. Yeah, there you work go. Work with him under a pseudonym and then the podcast with your real name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's bound to not backfire. <laughs> yeah. You could right, be Hat, Hat Marin. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, Jeff, uh, tell us about the thing you did online in a galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't want to talk about the motion picture Star Wars what? Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, but I, I do want to talk it. about... I Well, I want to talk about the uh, thing I did about on... about Star Wars. <laughs> exactly. The thing I did around uh, online about Star Wars is read a lot of people who are extremely mad about this movie. Yeah. Um, it is currently the... It has the lowest fan rating on Rotten Tomatoes of any Star Wars movie at, like, 42% or something. Lower than the first three? I mean, when uh, I say yes. first three, I mean numerically. Yes. Um, the, the critic score is like 94% or whatever. Lower um, than the Christmas special? <laughs> that doesn't have a Rotten Tomatoes score. Well, that's a crime. It oh, absolutely should. I just read that they made B. Arthur's character canon and gay <laughs> in a recent novel. <laughs> pretty good. Uh, uh, pretty I did not think that Lucasfilm Story Group would ever let any of their writers uh, address any characters or situations from the holiday special. <laughs> um, yeah, this is sort of the reason why I'm always a little bit confused when people are happy that something they love is getting mainstream attention because if something gets mainstream attention then people in the mainstream are going to hate the thing that you like or i guess people who like the thing that you like are going to start hating it because mainstream attention is being paid to it i I think people in the mainstream like people who got brought on by force awakens um are mostly positive about the movie and people who were a little leery on Force Awakens or who uh, liked Force Awakens but had a lot of um, love for the old expanded universe uh, before it got nuked in 2014. Uh, I think those are the people who are mad about the movie. And I think the the main complaints I've heard is that there are... The answers given to the hanging threads from Force Awakens are dissatisfying. And I agree that they are not the answers I expected, and I don't like how they were presented, but the answers themselves are fine. (laughs) Um, It's just like, well, the two hanging threads are, what's up with Supreme Leader Snoke? Why is he so big and powerful and know about the Force a lot? And where's he been all these years? And Uh, also, who is Luke Skywalker's father? They still haven't established (laughs) it. Yeah, I can't Uh, believe it. No well, we know who, we know who Luke's father is. We just don't know who bigger Luke's father is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, <sighs> but the other was um, what's the deal with Ray? Does she have is uh, who's her parents? Um, and everybody loves her. I've heard she's a good character. Um, like yeah, like I get it. I yeah. got it. Oh, <laughs> I don't get it. Like everybody loves Raymond. Oh, I get it. <laughs> now I get it. Yep. No, uh, I get it. But they they um they don't address 
I feel like you're gonna say too much. I haven't seen this. Movie yeah, yet. I don't want to say. I don't want to say any spoilers. But like, both of those questions okay. are addressed. I will say. I'm trying um, to make a joke right now about Ray, like starting at a point and then just traveling off in the same direction for infinity. Mm-hmm. But that's a very obscure geometry joke, and I don't know if it's worth it. It's not, Is it it's worth not. it? Nope. No. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'm glad we workshopped um, it. <laughs> Anyway, I felt that the film addressed, like, it almost felt as if the director and screenwriter Ryan Johnson was speaking directly to the audiences and being like, hey, by the way, I'm going to talk about the important story element, but first, I need you to know that all of you were dumb for caring about this. (laughs) That's that's the feeling I got, whereas J.J. Abrams, like, presented, uh... Like, the trailers had a mystery like, ooh, who's Kylo Ren? And when you find out who he is and how he's related to everyone in Force Awakens, it's not... There's nobody is making, like, like winking at the audience and being like, you're stupid for wanting to know who this guy is. Well, but also, I love a lot of J.J. Abrams' work, but he's totally obsessed with the idea of, like, ooh, look at this perfect mystery. Yes. He, uh, as one of the, he was an executive producer on Lost, I believe. Which I love, which has so many insane mysteries, you really just have to ignore them if you're going to enjoy the show. (laughs) I would like to point out that just about all fandoms, including ones that I belong to, I'm sort of peripheral to Star Wars fandom. You're a bit of a nerd, you might say. Yeah, I'm a bit of a nerd. (laughs) Um, Like, it's a shame to me that all fandoms don't constantly remind you that you are dumb for caring about them because they <laughs> all you are dumb for caring about any fandom yes. at all. They're, I don't it, want the thing that I'm a fan of. I'm fine with the fandom being self-deprecating, but I don't want to go to a Star Wars movie and have Luke look directly into the camera and be like, "You're dumb for liking this." Don't you? <laughs> Which happens I would love in the movie. That. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you want to a little bit though, Jeff? <laughs> like, like he's I... talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Skywalker talks directly to me. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's it's also got a lot of the same pacing uh, problems that Ryan Johnson's uh, other. F- uh, controversial film Looper had where like ha- half of the subplots don't matter and just kind of tread water for an hour and it's a two and a half hour movie so well, I think honestly is, a half an hour could have been cut and it would have been fine Is anyone's face CGI'd to look like Bruce Willis in this movie? Ooh, uh, I did Snoke, hear a rumor maybe? Snoke? I, Emperor Snoke? <laughs> I did hear a rumor that Bruce Willis has a cameo in the movie, so I don't have a joke instead, I was just reminded of that Is it true? Uh, I don't, I don't know Maybe <laughs> I oh, mean, there's it? a, but like, anybody can just be Like, Daniel Craig was a stormtrooper in Force Awakens Yeah uh, Why? Just because he was nearby and wanted to what, Did he have a helmet on? Like, Yeah well then, what the fuck? Who yeah, you don't know shit? it's him. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he might care. have a line, but like he's one of them. Weird. I think Tom Hardy was one of them this time. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, did he? Did he do the Bane voice though? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> he, uh, the Stormtrooper voice, weirdly, same as the Bane voice. They have mm. the same voice filter. Makes you think. Yep. Also, Not it's a bad person. Sean Connery impression. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I liked I liked his dumb Bane voice. Oh yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's very it's great how dumb it is. It's yep. 
it it reminded me that I'm dumb for caring about Batman, <laughs> it, which is exactly what I wanted. See, Matt's a glutton for punishment. He really enjoys when something makes fun of him for liking it. Yeah, I, just, I, the, I like the... that too, though, Matt. I know what you mean. Yeah, I just like I. It's okay, Jeff. You remember when we were in a band together in college briefly? I think we've talked about it on the podcast. No, you played rock band. You're getting confused. <laughs> Uh, and we did, uh, like, two shows and then broke up. And it was just us and some of our friends. And none of us were very good except for Zach Wisely, who's an amazing musician. But the rest of us were not very good. And that's fine. Um, but Andy Wolf, the bassist and a good friend of ours, uh, at one practice said, Hey guys, just so you know, if we ever start caring about being good, I'm quitting the band. <laughs> and it made me realize, like, yeah. Like, I don't... I don't want to be good. I just want to have fun doing the thing. And I feel like that's the same thing with a lot of fandoms. Like, I want a fandom to be fun to be in and, like, learn about. But as soon as it starts being a thing where it's like, are you a true fan of the Crystal Gems or whatever? Uh Like, fuck off. I don't give a shit about that at all. I also hate that. But, like, okay, here's here's the difference. Uh, you remember in Justice League when Aquaman shows up and he goes, dress like a bat, cool, whatever. Yeah, that's that joke. That joke was dumb and I hated it. Yeah, it was great how dumb it was. <laughs> no, it was, like, not good. <laughs> I Aquaman... know, I'm hearing conflicting reports on how good it might have been. <laughs> uh, or, like, the ten times where Batman's like, so you talk to fish, right? Like, I just... I didn't need any of that, and the Star Wars movie did some of that, but with the di- swap in the references. I, I I feel like when a movie wants you to be amused by the thing, I'm like, no, like you yeah. can't just you can't just reference the thing to get a quote unquote easy laugh because that's not what like that's not what funny means. That's just not what that means. Um, but when it's like. Hey guys, I know you're liking this movie, but let's take a time out and remember it's very stupid. <laughs> like, I love that. So oh. I agree with you about the fish talking thing in Justice League because they kept making jokes about it. But the dressing like a bat thing, I didn't feel like they were trying to be funny. I felt like they were trying to be like, hey audience, don't take this guy too seriously because he fucking dresses like a bat and that's so dumb. <laughs> I guess it's a weird tone balance thing because a Zack Snyder movie is so overwrought with seriousness that I hate it. Yeah. But like something pulpier like Star Wars, it sort of needs to be self-serious to work. Like, you get one, maybe two guys in the movie who can make jokes, and everyone else has to be like, yes, we live in space, and we use laser swords, and we're not going to wink at you about it. I think it really benefits Mm. from the fact that anything can be explained away by being like, well, they're aliens. So if you were like, (laughs) well, okay, but hold on. If Rey is really dying in the desert and collecting this junk every day, like, and she knows how to fly a spaceship real good, even though she never has. Why doesn't she just go work flying a spaceship? She's got this skill. And then you could just be like, uh, it's aliens, though. <laughs> and, like, you, are, you, you on some level are like, okay. Yeah. It is. You're right. <laughs> it's because it's in space. I mean, they give Rey a good justification for staying there. It's because she's waiting for her parents that she's convinced will come back. I feel yes, like but you're saying human... that there wasn't much goofiness, but there was, wasn't there, in the original trilogy? Like, Han Solo, everything he did was goofy. 
Yeah, and he's the one guy who but, gets to be goofy. <laughs> but Luke also, isn't cracking the goofy. Louisa, I do have to ask so that I don't kill myself, which I'm threatening to do right now. You have to start saying Han Solo. I don't have to do shit. It's made up bullshit. I don't have to do shit. All of the British British characters in Star Wars call him Han Solo, so I think Louise is allowed to by heritage. (laughs) It's not good, though. I have the same heritage, and I I dispute it. You know what? It's not important. His name is Solo, which is the fucking dumbest. Like... Because yeah. he's a lone wolf, though. <laughs> yeah, okay. He, yep. uh, the but... other guy is Skywalker because he's good at ships. Get it? Yep. Yeah. And Ray ge- keeps going into infinity in the oh, same God. direction. Unless no? she it, hits a prism and then she turns into six of her in different colors. <laughs> yeah, what, well, one's bigger. One's called <laughs> Ray. It has an extra E in the middle of it. <laughs> I'm going to oh, keep God. referencing all of the bad parts of Star Wars and some of that the made-up, double-made-up parts. That does explain why that Madonna song, Ray of Light, keeps playing every time she's on screen, though. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. Uh, the John Williams orchestrated Ray of Light just to be her theme song. That's probably my favorite m- song that John Williams wrote for Madonna, though. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely better than La Isla Bonita. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I want something serious, I might go for This Used to Be My Playground. John Williams' is This Used to Be My Playground. I really enjoyed also Madonna's... Also Superman movie. I, I, I enjoyed Madonna's no. performance of Indiana Jones theme song. Yeah I, was, yeah, I was about to take the joke in the other direction. Yeah, Madonna on uh, Superman's theme is probably her best vocals. Anyway, okay. I want to say, I, it used to be my playground would play when Superman goes to the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. Thank oh you. my god, somebody do a fan edit of the first <laughs> Superman movie where all of the music is replaced with Madonna songs. It would be amazing. It would be amazing, and it would make no sense, but you'd Ooh, be like, express kind yourself of when he uh, opens his shirt and he's got the Superman uh, yes. outfit underneath. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh no, it's definitely random sober at a time. We've been recording <laughs> and, for 52 and you'd minutes. Have to, when, they, when they kiss while they're flying, you'd have to put on one of her real horny ones from like... Like know, a virgin. Like a virgin, yeah, yep. for sure. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. yes, random subreddits, let's do it. Uh, I um, coincidentally got R slash Star Wars collecting. Yeah, so we've already talked about Star Wars a lot this episode, so I think probably not that. You know, uh, honestly, I don't think on average we've talked about it more than weeks where there wasn't a new Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true, but I don't know that we want to lean into it, because we probably will keep talking about it anyway. <laughs> Friends, I enjoy Star Wars is the thing. Yep. Uh, I got R slash best of reports. And I don't know what that means. Oh, maybe it's best of reports. Like, uh, yeah, people I was just guessing just how say good that. reports are for the year. No, I, was... I think it's, uh, like, people who have... Re- I think it's the best of posts that have been reported as breaking Reddit rules. Oh, really? Oh, hmm. that might be fun. Mm, or it might be super depressing. <laughs> okay, well, what'd you get, Louisa? I got r slash cinemagraphs, which I did covertly look up because I have no idea what that means and there weren't really any clues. Cinemagraphs are uh, collections of photographs taken very quickly so that when you, like, flip book them together, it makes a little tiny video and they're supposed to be, like, classy gifts. Wow, they're really freaky. <laughs> Whoa, this first one on, on Hot is um it it's oh looping perfectly wave 
Yeah. I do like really when cool. gifts loop, loop perfectly. It's hypnotizing. I think yeah, we gotta I, do cinemagraphs, you guys. But it's just gonna be us looking at perfectly looping gifts. <laughs> yeah, we That's can't. true, it won't be funny at all. <laughs> we cannot keep doing things where you look at something and just kind of describe it. That's infuriating. And I know, because when I am sitting here, and in the two seconds it takes me to find the thing one of you guys is describing, I am so angry. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hmm, I guess we have to talk about Star Wars collecting. Oh well. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just, I don't uh, care about, there's a whole different fan culture of Star Wars where there's people who collect all of the merchandise and toys, and I'm not interested in that at all. <laughs> I don't understand why people get into a thing that they provably can never finish. I think that's part uh, of the appeal of it. Pass the time until death. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, no, I don't know. Be honest, with anything you've ever collected, even in a video game, don't you pursue that last piece, and then as soon as you get it, you're like, oh no, what have I done with all my time? Yes, no. but... This is I, just what people do in real life. It's the same thing. Yes, but I also feel like uh, if I start doing something and realize there's no way I will ever finish it, I just instantly <laughs> stop. I never will do it again. I am not a completionist, uh, either in real life or video games. Yeah. I, the only collection I really have is my collection of uh, Versus cards, which is a uh, Marvel and DC-based superhero card game that was cancelled, and I didn't start collecting it till after it was cancelled, <laughs> so that I knew, like, okay, I can get all of these, theoretically. Yeah, you but... could reasonably get a full set. I think you still need the Hellboy expansion, at least. I have the Hellboy expansion. I ah. actually, I just recently did an accounting of it, and I have 63% of the whole set. Ah, but <laughs> see, Which there is, is an over 7,000 cards. Yeah, there is an appeal, though. Like, say there's a set of four Star Wars mugs and you're missing one. You're missing Chewbacca. But I don't know what the other three would be in this scenario. Uh, Han, <laughs> Han, no, no, it's Chewbacca, Lobaka, uh, what is his mom's name? Uh, Itchy was his dad? Is that yeah. right? Lumpy. No, Lumpy was his dad. Itchy Lumpy was his and son. Itchy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Anyway. Lobaka was his brother. <laughs> yeah, I think canonically Lobaka is still his brother. They're life day mugs. So you have three of them, and you enjoy having those three, and when you go to, like, uh, swap meets and stuff, you have a little thing you can keep your eye out for. Yeah. So it's, like, yeah, appealing but... to have part of a collection and to think about completing it. But you, yes, but thinking about completing it only works if it's possible that you could complete it, I think. Well, in what collectible way... Are you thinking people can't complete it? Because there is an infinite amount of Star Wars merchandise. There are okay. subsets of Star Wars yeah. toys where you could collect the whole thing. Same it's as true, like but... how magic cards you could collect a whole block if you wanted. Yes, that's true. But it feels like every time I see somebody who collects Star Wars anything, it's like... Oh yes, every object in my house is Star Wars themed because, and even then, my house is overcrowded and a nightmare. And even then, I own, only own one percent of Star Wars stuff. Matt, you said yeah. you would never tell people about how I live. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is why I don't get collecting things in general because I have a lot of friends who collect a lot of very bad things to collect, and 
it just seems like you're setting yourself up to have a horrible life. Like, if you collect <laughs> little plastic figurines, guess what? You're going to break a lot of figurines in your life. Like, you're going to have a lot of shitty figurines on top of things that you need to use for your actual life a lot of the time, I, I think. think yeah. I think... I. I think the only thing I ever got kind of crazy about collecting was comic books, but I didn't just collect them. I bought them to read them. But yes, there were yes, exactly. I am absolutely on board with that. Something that you can use, I I get. I get it. But I think yeah. that I did take it too far in some instances where it was like, I'm not necessarily enjoying a series, but I know that it's limited and will be ending in three months, so I'll just get those last three issues and finish the story. And, like, I could have just stopped and not read the rest of it. But there were times where I was like, uh, I guess it's, that's more, that's, that was more about consuming the story than having the objects. Because um, even now, I have, like... Because I kind of stopped in the middle of some stories when I finally stopped picking up comic books. And, like, I'll go back and get the trade from the library instead of trying to get those, like, two or three issues I need to complete whatever story I have half of. <laughs> yeah. I think there's something freeing, though, about, like, a collection for things that, like you say, is endless. Then you can really only just bother collecting the ones you want to collect. Ugh. But that's, that's not so collecting, arbitrary. then. Yeah. yeah. It is like, collecting. I, I wouldn't consider myself an amiibo collector. I've just bought the amiibos I wanted. There are people who buy all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like part of being a collector is, like the punishment of purchasing and storing shit you don't like. <laughs> like, Well, I yeah. think maybe that's why we're disagreeing on whether or not it's okay to be a Star Wars collector. Yeah. It's with okay, Amiibo. Guys, guys, guys. Yes. We're doing Star Wars collecting. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Louisa, tell us a little bit about this board and then we'll get back into this conversation. I can't believe yeah. we actually... I, I didn't actually expect us to pick this, but those I other two either, were really dumb. We're here now, okay? Yep. Star Wars collecting. The upper is all uh, stars on a black background, and there's little photos of what looks like a Captain Phasma doll, maybe? And yeah, good pull. Well, everyone knows Gwendolyn Christie, whether you can see her face or not. <laughs> uh, oh, that's right! I was trying to... Mm. Yep. Yes. She's so okay, good. Go She's on. great. Uh, then yep. then great. we have a Lego Millennium Falcon, and then we have a very realistic, but not... <laughs> very realistic so that it falls into the Uncanny Valley uh, Luke Skywalker, like, super played... fancy action figure. <laughs> It looks like Luke Skywalker as played by Henry Cavill, though. <laughs> kind of does, yeah, like, yeah. they just put a, a Mark Hamill wig on him. <laughs> yeah. But his, also, another weird point about that is his wrists are just unconcealed ball joints. <laughs> yeah. So he's obviously one of those fancy, posable action figures that's like $200. Can I just say, uh, Captain Phasma is so big... <laughs> she's like Gwendolyn Christie is six foot three, and like she has scenes with other actors who I thought were like tall people, and she just towers over them. <laughs> she's so great. Yeah, I think I think all actors are shorter than you think they are. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of them are. Tom Cruise is like my height. Yes. Well, yeah. Okay. Anyway, 
Um, yeah. So the side pretty much doesn't have like welcome to this subreddit stuff. It just has. It does say welcome to the jungle. We've got fun and games. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no toys no, and games. Yeah, no fun. Sorry. Sorry. Damn. Sorry. <laughs> uh, there's five thousand collectors. This is actually a very small board. Uh, Sixty-two collectors here now. So they did uh, customize that a little bit. <laughs> Once. Yeah. They got one new word and just used it twice. Uh, this subreddit is for news, leaks, and discussion related to Star Wars merchandise and collecting. This is not the place to pitch your product or website. We are not here to make you money. Ooh, burn. <laughs> so they've obviously had some issues They're not here that. to make friends. Uh, and then the usual no trolling. Uh, please refrain yeah, yeah. from editorializing headlines. It's a strange one. No what does that even mean? Like, yeah. this is not a good Lego? Yeah, Probably I think like that's the Mark Hamill said, Mark Hamill made dumb comment about Luke Skywalker figurines. Like, I yeah, guess you wouldn't does, say that. He does make dumb comments about a lot of things <laughs> a lot of the time. I really liked how he, uh, on Twitter today, thoroughly mm-hmm. brutalized Senator Ted Cruz. Yeah, yeah no, I, Mark Hamill is the greatest person possibly he's ever lived he's so good he's I very feel goofy really in his uh twitter usage though he's very much like yeah. a dad <laughs> the idea well, that's dad. part that's part of how great he is that the, the thing about that the fact that he's so good at doing like voices of insane people mm-hmm. uh oh man everything about mark hamill is the best <laughs> i feel really bad that he just kind of was underutilized for so long as an actor it was star wars and then he did one cartoon voice and that's all any that's all he did. He did some live action movies in the eighties. Yeah, like some stuff. He was in uh he was in what, Wing Commander and uh he did he was on the old Flash TV show in addition to the new one. But then like he comes back and he's really good in the new movie. Uh he was pretty good in Kingsman. He's really, really good on the new Flash TV show. He it's was like, oh, that... there was this good actor here this whole time and we just didn't put him in stuff. He was in that extremely explicit Star Wars themed porn movie. <laughs> uh The Empire Strikes My Back. Yeah, uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> Uh, it's not at all. <laughs> Bites sack. Oh, I like that one better. It's a it's an extreme parody. Yes, I did say it was extremely explicit. I like that the idea that a porn would choose a name that kind of fits the words, but then makes it have to be a very specific type of form. Yes. Yes. That's how it works in real life. I hope that they came up with the name first and then worked backwards. Like, oh shit, we gotta get some real fetish models in here, you guys. Like, they wouldn't call it anything but star whores, right? (laughs) Yeah, it would have to be that. No, that's low-hanging fruit. Yes, that's, that's exactly why they wouldn't <laughs> and, call it anything but that. And their fruit would be hanging extra low after uh, someone boo. bites their sack. Oh, right, guys. <laughs> um, uh. I'm looking at the top posts of all time, and it only has 170 upvotes, and it's a nice little display of the original trilogy and Force Awakens posters with a significant lightsaber from each film next to each poster. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is well set up and composed and everything. If you went into someone's house and they had this, would you think they were a creep? Because yes. I would. Yep. Only if the lightsabers were ignited all of the time. If they had, like, under each poster just the lightsaber handle, I'd be like, oh, tasteful. If it was in their, like, movie room. 
No, I think it's still gross. Uh, I, I'm saying this as a man who has a framed movie poster in my office right now. I think that people who have framed movie posters on their walls are kind of creepy. Yeah, I think that it's... Uh, I, I would want framed movie posters if I had like a separate screening room where I watched movies or like mm-hmm. but like not the oh, room you mean where if people you were a creep. No, the creeps <laughs> like, oh. don't uh yes I do. think that they're I think that yes, uh, of course creeps have a separate room for everything including where they keep uh, all of their crimes that they do to people. Yes. But you don't necessarily have to be a creep to have a movie room. I think you might actually. Mm. Name me I one guess I'm not a creep with... then, because <laughs> I don't have one. What if you're one a douchebag who's a into super... who's not a creep? What if you're a douchebag who's into like old movies? You're a real cinemaphile. You're well, it has file right in the name. <laughs> yeah, you're describing a creep. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like. Uh, that's one of the like things I would want would be uh, although I would probably also want to play video games and have parties in there too so. yeah that's just called a living room my dude <laughs> mm, I want like Here's a separate room that has a big table room. with seats around it and then another room that has the TV and stuff in it why why not just do it all in one room mm, because the table and chairs will clutter uh, the area what area the area between the good seating and the TV don't you want a table so that if you're sitting watching a movie, you can put your drink down, though? Cup holders in the seats, obviously. <laughs> well, then why do you need a table in the room to play video games? No, the table is in the other room to play board games and stuff. Oh, then that put that in your kitchen. There's no reason to have a dedicated movie room unless you're a pervert. This is my. <laughs> this is what I'm saying right now. Mm. It's fair. Tough but fair. Yeah. <laughs> Well, luckily you're not my dad, Matt, so I could do whatever I want when luckily, I have a billion dollars. Luckily, all of us will always be too poor to be a real pervert. Yep, luckily. Yep. Oh man, I worry about how Louisa would turn out if she won the pervert lottery. Oh man. Listen, I would have things so well sequestered, you would never even know about them. <laughs> we would we'd be like, finally, we've we've come upon the uh, the the motherload of her pervert stash and it would, we would open up the lock and the treasure chest would open there would be a hologram of you being like haha I bet you expected that this was the motherload of my pervert stash no, come on, but you Jeff. were wrong come on Jeff if we found the motherload of Louise's pervert stash it would just be 90 some episodes of this podcast <laughs> Oh no, that's the worst thing of all for her to this specifically is the, to be perverted about. This is the problem, is that we all have already recorded so many episodes where we discuss our own perversions that yep. we can never be public figures. Yeah. And anyway, the way it would go is, everyone's invited to a party at my amazing mansion, and you say, what's in this wing? And I say, well, you'll never know because it has a uh, magnetic key code lock, and I'm not telling you what the combination is. Yes, And but then, then you then... die, and we have to solve your mystery by going into the and then... secret wing. And no, then when I die, the whole house... And then your living uh, <laughs> clockwork man and candlestick lead us into that ward while you're sleeping one night. No, no. I'm for that. Secrets. 
Because when I die, the whole house is hooked up to a heart monitor attached to me, and when I die, it explodes. So Even if we're no in one... the house? Yeah, exactly. So you better fucking get out while the getting's good. <laughs> That'd be great. We're all mourning over your bed. Oh, Louisa. Well, we'll see you on to your eternal Ten, rest. Nine, and then as soon eight, as you close your seven. eyes, you start running. <laughs> Dive yeah, out that the was window. Good. That was going to be the end of my hologram thing, was that it self-destructs so that we all die in her decoy stash. Yeah. <laughs> She's watching from uh, the actual pervert stash, drinking a glass of whiskey. Oh my god, it turns out Louisa's perversion all along was blowing us up while we were trying to discover her perversion. <laughs> that is pretty good. I knew it. <laughs> Uh, we better tread carefully. We know her actual perversion is secrets. We're talking about all right, a lot guys, of secrets right now. I hope you all enjoyed hear, discovering our perversions in this episode of Stout Podcasting. Yourself. We didn't That's talk not about what this show's even called. <laughs> Someone else's podcast that you don't post and haven't been on. I know. I don't know what just happened to my brain, but it's uh. not good. We only discussed one of these entries. Is that the least yeah. we've ever done? No, we definitely discussed less than this. Also, we've been doing this for over an hour. That's fine. The, uh, we didn't start the episode until ten minutes in. Yeah, so anyway, I hope you guys liked this episode. Uh, if you did, please rate and review us on iTunes. Please tell your friends about us. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at SeeingReddit, or you can email us seeingreddit at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at Kamikaze Pilot. Um, Patreon decided to reverse their bad fee rollout. Uh, they'll probably sneak it in later without announcing it because that's uh, what companies do. But for now, you can still pay exactly $1 per month rather than $1.38 uh, to me to get two extra podcasts and a written thing. I've already recorded um, one of the podcasts, which I... Uh, turned the recorder on in on my phone while I was on a very long drive and talked for like an hour by myself about Star Wars The Last Jedi. Uh, and you can have that for one dollar if uh, you're some kind of pervert who likes hearing <laughs> me talk uh, to myself. Um, and you can find that at patreon.com slash jeffjk. Go to instagram.com slash jeffjk uh, to listen to nope, to see pictures of my cat. Um, if you re- if if you want to see uh, pictures of my incredibly fat cat's belly, I think he's like nineteen pounds or something. Uh, or see him laying on me, where he c- extends like curled up is extended from my neck to my waist because he's gigantic. Uh, you can see all of that on Instagram, <laughs> Jeff JK. Yeah, it's really enticing. Yeah. <laughs> I have a big cat. It's fun to look at big cats. Oh, you see wow, how... Jeff, you're the only one on the internet. You see how popular Bone Bone is? Louisa, do your one. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Heronbird. You can find me on Mastodon at Louisa.Mastodon.XYZ. No one's my friend right. and I can't no, find anybody. No, it's Louisa at Mastodon.XYZ, not Louisa.Mastodon. At at louisa.mastodon. No. No. At no. louisa at mastodon. Yes. XYZ. Yes. You can, to find, find me, me you'll you never can go find to, me. Go to mastodon.cloud slash at JK. Yeah. Anyway, this is all extremely interesting. <laughs> um, I would like to really quick, we introduced a new segment last week that I forgot about until right now. Uh, but. Uh, after the episode, we were debating uh, fantasy casting, and we decided to ask our friends on Twitter who would be the best current actor to play Thing 
from the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. uh, and overwhelmingly, not really, uh, the the highest voted one was Terry Crews, which was Louise's pick. So Louise, you win this week. Yes, I think that would uh, be pretty good. Jeff is second with Zach Galifianakis. So <laughs> yeah, my late uh, half serious entry. <laughs> yeah, and by far the lowest one was my suggestion, Louise <laughs> Guzman. So. <laughs> That's I think fine. he's a better pick than Zach Galifianakis. In but. my defense, I voted for Terry Crews. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Crews is the best option for physicality. Yes. Zach Galifianakis, I think, is pretty good because uh, Greek is basically Jewish, right? Ooh, um, I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, this sounds very hateful. Um, thanks to all the folks that have been uh, tweeting at us. Uh, Tanner, Thank Sugar you, High. Thank you, Sugar uh, High. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, Basically I follow uh, Sugar Nicholas. High Cosplay on Instagram. She's very good at uh, cosplay. Oh. Cool. Well, she she tweeted us a, a, a crash scene with Shrek and Fiona from Shrek. Yay! Gross. To tell, <laughs> reminding us to keep our pockets on Shrek. So I very much appreciate that. That's very good. Also, thanks to Nicholas Vigil. Mm, thank um, you. And everyone who was talking about their favorite uh, Christmas carols. I don't remember asking that, but apparently we did, and I appreciate people. <laughs> we responding. talked about it on the show, at least. Yeah, we did. Okay. How we like sad Christmas songs, remember? Yes, that's true. Um, so please keep your eyes on our Twitter feed because we will keep posting these fantasy casting uh, polls and then talk about them on the show because I think that's fun. How about this week's is, uh, who no, would you no, cast no, as Luke Skywalker about... No, Jeff, no, <laughs> Jeff, we can't talk about it on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because there's a two-week lag. Oh, yeah, Jeff, that's right. Weird. You can't do it. You can't. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, so, yeah, we will put something up on the poll, uh, and you guys can vote. Hey. <laughs> Salute it. <laughs> like, biting a sack. No? No. Nope. Okay. Anyway. Yep. Nope. Okay. Um, so, but, uh, until next week, please come on back, but please remember to keep your pockets on Shrek. Don't read the comments. Don't read them. It's a Star Wars song. ASMR <laughs> secrets. <laughs> this used to be my playground. This used to be my childhood dream. To be the place I ran to Whenever I was in need Of a friend Why did it have to end? And why do they always say Don't look back It's weird when we're like, how many of this artificial measurement can the human eye perceive like frames per second is one as one of them Mm -hmm. i i think we top out around uh between like 80 and 100 uh beyond that it doesn't make any difference yeah why is that that weird i don't know it just feels weird like uh the human eye doesn't see in megapixels well, I mean, yeah, but it does measure, I don't know. I mean, I think that that's a, it, it may be a somewhat arbitrary measurement, but it's an arbitrary measurement of a real phenomenon. Sure. I think it's crazy that within our lifetimes, we've gone from computers being really big and heavy to the threshold where they've become smaller than is possible for human bodies to use, so they can't be that small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, the Apple Watch is a more powerful computer than a full desktop you would have bought, like, 15 years ago. But, like, the Apple Watch could probably be much smaller than it is, but then it would be completely useless for a human body. It's like those computers that they say they make now that are the sensors you swallow in a pill and it tells doctors about your body. But, okay, guys, listen, guys, I need to ask... Erotic Hold on. stories have been written about people going in those pills so far. Oh, yeah, Probably that may million. be true. That <laughs> might on. be true, especially if it was an artificial intelligence, but listen. <laughs> D- is there something <laughs> to keep you... Did you forget what you were going to say? <laughs> no, no, I'm trying to delicately phrase it. Uh-oh. Is there something to keep you from pooping this pill out, or do you need to wash it off and swallow it again? No, I, I think you're pooping it out is out. part of the deal. And then it just goes? Like... No, that... you poop it in, like, a cup and give it to them, probably. <laughs> I don't... I think you can just poop it and flush it and you'll be fine. That seems wasteful. Well, yes. That's the point of making computers swallowable. <laughs> you can poop. Listen, we've come a long way since the days of the Fantastic Voyage when you had to swallow a whole team of scientists <laughs> to find out what was going on in your body. So it's not as wasteful as that. 